listeners, looking for a morbid podcast to fill your deadly desires? I'm Mackenzie. And I'm Olivia. The host of Death by Champagne, the podcast here to keep you up at night. Each week, we have a booze-fueled conversation about scary murders, haunted houses, cold cases, tales of the occult, and anything else that's spooky and deadly. Find Death by Champagne on your favorite podcast app and subscribe to hear about stories like the demise of the Lemp family, an insane episode on kidnappings, the Beckford hauntings, an episode dedicated to crimes in Australia, and others like Ouija boards, vampires, and cold cases from the Midwest. We release new episodes every Friday, so tune in, get your sage ready, bring your cat keychain, surround yourself in a salt circle, and camp out under the covers. See you then! This week, we travel to South Africa to learn about one man's horrendous crimes that would become known as the ABC Murders. A female do Ray, a drop of golden sun. <laughs> Me, a name good. I call myself. Fall a long, long way to run. Is that Looking loud? Is that Ariana Grande? Yeah, dude. Hell yeah. In the new remake of The Sound of Music. <laughs> oh, is, who's doing that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. No, no, Henry Zabrowski did something like that, right? He had oh, something yeah. like revisionist sound of music or something. Yes, yes. <laughs> I don't know what it I is. Can't, but... It was dumb. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I suspect so. But uh, Henry Henry Z is pretty fucking funny. He is. He's all right. He's all right. <laughs> you know what? When you're like 300 pounds at five foot two your whole life, you know, you got to develop Honestly, a he probably only weighs like 160. Right now, he lost a lot of weight. He, he should look uh, from like a few years ago. Oh, He's yeah. a big boy. Oh, yeah. When he was slapping his titties on Mike. When, when I was watching Last Room on the Left, they showed his very first like acting gig. Uh-huh. And he just, <laughs> he had like a big ass pair of pants on, no shirt. He had like a sausage suspenders on. He walks in, some guy eats a sausage off, pants falls down, then he walks out. He's just like a really fat guy. And he got paid for that? He I got hope. paid for that, All like right. 200 bucks or something. Good. <laughs> he was on that one show that I don't think's funny on HBO I seen. Um, with that cringe comedian. What the oh, hell is his Pete name? Holmes. Yeah, Pete Holmes. Oh, Crashing. Yeah, he was like a random character they met at a bar or something. Yeah. Very, very strange place for uh, Mr. Zabrowski. I don't like Pete Holmes. Unpopular opinion. Well, I don't think he's funny. He's not funny. I'm indifferent on him. I know Crystal probably likes him. (laughs) Oh. He he was really funny on uh, Pardon My Take. Was he? Yeah. When they interviewed him. I don't think Adam's buying it. Like, the hosts were just like, so how do you respond when people online call you a cuck? And he's like, (laughs) well, it's true. It happened. He did get cucked. Did he? In real yeah, life? his wife cheated on him. Okay. Well, that wasn't like a. Uh, he didn't want to be cucked. He well, just. No, it's, well, wanting on, to be cucked hold is on. Important. People want to get cucked. Yeah, sometimes. but not. Oh, not not ninety nine percent of the time. <laughs> You're thinking of pornography. Some people are really into that. Yeah. Hey, you know what? More power to them. Not my thing. You know. Yeah. Go for it. Uh, before are we recording now? Yeah, we've been recording. Okay, so uh, we're supposed to do something, I promised. We're supposed to wish uh, Miss Proudfoot a happy birthday. Pipford? Yes. Happy birthday, Pip. I think she turned around 26. I don't know. Yeah, something like that. Something like that. She can finally vote. (laughs) Is that the voting age in England? I don't know. It it is according to us. She can finally vote for the queen. She just messaged me and basically just says, uh, I'm pissed and can you wish me happy birthday on the show? I'm like, sure. sure." We got you. I can't can't get used to the uh, I'm pissed thing. I know. 
It makes me think it's like, oh god, what are you angry about? Yeah. No, wait, you mean you're drunk? Yeah. <laughs> and then I'm gonna start saying that. And then there's a com. Remember how she brought up the thing about someone taking a bath with a deer? Yeah, on our yeah. live show, Dennis Nilsson. Yeah, I don't know where she got that. And there's a comment about deers that I'm not gonna repeat on here. But uh, so I actually took time to see if there actually was a man who bathed with deers. I didn't find that, but I found something. Maybe you guys are familiar with. Um, it's a Russian tradition. <laughs> Where apparently they, the Russian red deer, they cut the horns off them, cut the antlers off, right, and drain the blood, uh-huh. and then they bathe in it. Uh-huh. And Putin's famous for every year he bathes in a tub full of this antler blood because he says it rejuvenates the skin, keeps him looking young. I and, was just going to say, that prime. explains why his skin looks so <laughs> porcelainy and perfect all the time. He's all Elizabeth Bathory. Apparently, this is like a vitality cure. I don't know. Christ Jesus. Quit, ladies, quit going to fucking Target, getting your makeup or wherever you get it. Go get some deer antlers and just soak in the blood. Rub them all over <laughs> you, you know? It's just... Can you optionally use the antlers as dildos? I'm sure you could. Maybe hey, just listen, man. Them. Anything's a dildo if you're brave enough. Hell yeah, dude. <laughs> People didn't seem to like your wooden dildo comment last week, George. I was going to say, I saw one comment yeah. where someone seemed to really enjoy it. Yeah, they thought it was hilarious. <laughs> so, the thing Victorian ladies Well, it said made on. me wonder, is that, do you think someone has actually used a wooden dildo before? It seems dangerous. I mean, if you put enough, like shellac or something <laughs> on it and sand it well enough yeah there is wooden dildos that people use definitely they have to i be mean like i'm not super sanded i'm not oh, telling yeah. anyone to take like a dowel and round off the end and <laughs> shove that up your cooter don't that's go just get... gonna be splinters and ins- maybe for you jordan you should make a masonary dildo like a rock a stone dildo, dildo. yeah stone well, dildo. just polish it down real good You'll yeah. be fine. i'm sure th- uh the thing probably bangs himself with yeah. a masonary dildo yeah, <laughs> I'd hope so. Certainly, if he even has anything, I don't. They don't really say if he has like genitalia or a butthole or if the thing has to poop. I don't know. These are questions that'll never be answered now that Stan's dead. Especially uh, in the Michael Chiklis movie, there was <laughs> because I didn't read Fantastic Four because I think they're kind of lame. A little bit. They're a little a lame. A little bit. Yeah. But that's early Marvel shit. Like, those guys were pretty early, right? You know, they put the Invisible Girl as one of the most dangerous superheroes because she can put the little force field around your heart and kill you instantly. Oh, that's, that's fucking like, sweet. Uh, that's what they think, or she could make a brain embolism pop in your head mm. if she wanted to. I'm assuming she seems kind of nice. Uh, and then you got Stretch Molester hands. I don't trust them. Yeah. Dr. Fantastic, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. And I then think it's just uh, Mr. Fantastic. Oh, Mr. And Dr. Manhattan? No, he's the blue penis. Who's the uh, bad guy? Dr. Doom. Yeah. He's kind of cool. He's though. awesome. Especially in Marvel 3, Marvel vs. Capcom 3. Mm. Oh my god. Look up his uh look up his uh his yeah, supers. I, I think I remember it. Yeah, yeah. Where I'm, he puts him in the fucking thing and then he like the chair comes out of nowhere and he just sits down and like mm, crushes him. Like that's right. Yeah. You know what? I told Brad that he reminds me a lot of Doctor Doom. Sure. Where he's got an impenetrable fortress on the outside, but inside he's heavily scarred and mm. just wants to be loved. He's yeah. deep. Mm-hmm. I said, Brad, that's you. That's Brad you, just baby. needs to let us love him. I think he, Adam actually did cure him. I've ne- I, this is the first time I've seen him smile in like a month this Friday. So whatever you did, keep doing it. Well, <laughs> you just gotta you gotta get on his level. You gotta you gotta be willing to roll around in the mud and joke with him a little mm. bit. Well, you gave him a secret antidote. Yeah, he felt <laughs> one drop of serotonin. That will re- that antidote will remain a secret for now. No, 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 no. We're not telling no one. That's uh, you could market that shit. Definitely. If you can cure him, you can cure anybody. Definitely. Yeah. Hey, just come to Adam's therapy <laughs> class, all right? You should call it an impure emporium. An imperium. <laughs> apocryphary. Apothecary. Yeah, whatever. Adam's apothecary. <laughs> whatever. What's apocryphy? That's a thing. It's like a medicine. No, apocryphy. Oh, isn't that some kind of like priesty bullshit? <laughs> I thought. Whoops. Pardon my. Vape juice. First off, priests don't have bullshit. Thank you, Jordan. Um, I don't know what that is. I assume maybe. Yeah, because I know I've heard of it. Apocrypha. A group of books not found in Jewish or Protestant versions of the Old Testament, but included in the Septuagint in Roman Catholic <laughs> editions of the Bible. 
Ah, that makes perfect I was, sense. I was kind of there. What's a Septuagint? Does anybody know what that is? Isn't that no the idea. bad guy from Stranger Things? <laughs> <laughs> Septuagint. Or actually, it's probably the bad guy from Passion of the Christ, but... Uh, no, that's Pontius Pilate. <laughs> it's literally 70, often abbreviated as LXX and sometimes called the Greek Old Testament. Mm. The earliest extant Greek translation of the Hebrew scriptures from the original Hebrew. So there you go. Now we know everything. Wow. So welcome to another episode of the Bumblebutt Podcast, the only podcast on the internet that uploads weekly. Who knows what it will be about? Certainly not me. My name is Adam. Sitting across from me this week again first is Jordan. Hello. How are you, buddy? I'm doing well. How was your week? Not too shabby. Did you... Did you hug your mother? Uh, no, because I didn't see my mother. For about two seconds. What an asshole. That was the funniest thing I've ever heard in my life, by the way. What? He didn't I need to find mom? out if that was on purpose. Jordan, in one of the episodes I was re-listening to, <laughs> you were like, it's been so long since I've had female content. Oh, that was like literally last week's episode. Well, there you go. I was listening to that today. <laughs> and then uh, I need to know if that was on purpose. Where when I said, how long it, or like, how long? And you're like, I don't know, two second hug. Did you say that on purpose? No. <laughs> okay, okay. Because what I meant was how long had it been since he oh, felt I, the touch of a woman. I know exactly what you... It was like, beautiful. It took a second, but I figured it out. <laughs> it was beautiful. It was It was perfect comedic timing. He does that from time to time. I know. Occasionally, you know, I'm, I'm gold. He's you, gorgeous. You know, most of the time, I don't even hear him until I'm re-editing the episode. I'm like, Jordan said something funny right here, and yep. I didn't even pick it up on the episode, but <laughs> yep. that's fine. It's gorgeous. The, the, the audience will enjoy it. Well, good job, Jordan. Thanks. <laughs> uh, sitting also across from me, Cody, how are you? Uh, much better today. I might sound a little nasally because uh, I've had a... fucking a, nerd. <laughs> the fucking week from hell. Yeah. Yeah, you sound like a Melvin right now. Yeah, I'm being I know. real with you. No, that's fine. I uh, Sinus infection or whatever the hell it is, it's, uh, it sucks. It's got to be allergies. Mm, it could be. I, I'm feeling better today than I did. I'm just congested but uh you know yeah. people no i'll call it out i'll call the person out <laughs> uh-oh we work alongside creep it real right mm-hmm. ashley from that show mm. told me the change in temperature doesn't get you sick but i disagree <laughs> yeah i disagree where's the science ashley where's the, well where's the science on our side how she made going? the claim burden of proof is That's on true. her. That's true. She, well, okay, we've lived in this climate our whole life, and it happens every single year around the exact same time. I don't know if it's just a weird string of coincidences, maybe. I don't mm. know. But going from 20 to 60 to mm. 10 to 70 to it's 0 kinda, to 90. It's like kind of nipply today. Today was, it's cold as hell. <laughs> Dude, straight up, when I woke up, I looked outside and I was like, all right, I got to go clean my car. Didn't put a hoodie on because it was oh. so nice and sunny. The second I walked outside, I'm like, well, this is some fucking bullshit. <laughs> it fucking tricked me. Your nipples cut right through your cloth of your shirt. <laughs> yep. yeah. That's just how that I've happens. been all day. Adam and Cody are just staring at my if nipples. If you had sharp nipples, do yeah. you think you would have to wear a protecting protective cup over them or like sand them down maybe? Uh, I'd just get them removed. <laughs> but if you were an I'd probably just wear like small Tupperwares over them. <laughs> if you were an X-Men and that's like your power, like you have adamantium nipples... Have you ever chafed? Have your <laughs> nipples ever gotten chafed and then they they like get scabbed over the tips of your nips? No. But wasn't some dude <laughs> with nipples like a superpower in Ren and Stimpy or something? <laughs> oh, that could very well be. Uh, I it think was one of those goofy fucking shows. Was where it Powdered Toast Man? The, I, I swear Ren and Stimpy, like, all the characters had very. Very large nipples. Mm -hmm. and a well, that show point. was just overly sexualized. <laughs> that dude was like a with freak. innuendo. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's some one of those cartoons where he's like a superhero, and it's like his nipples of truth, and he'd like shove them in your eyeballs to get the truth out of you. <laughs> Listen, or you're they, talking about well, they'd fiction. like shoot off. <laughs> this like, is all fiction. No, I'm asking the real questions. You've never had nipple chafing. No, no. You've I think never... they call that. I think runners get that. Yes, well, runners definitely do. Get I've never that. been accused of being a goddamn runner. <laughs> sure. uh, I maybe you have some 
scabies on your nipples. I don't know. Listen, it doesn't happen too much anymore. Mm. But in the drinking days, I would definitely get scabbed up nipples. <laughs> just out of nowhere? Well, I think it would just be from sweating. And those cardboard shirts we used to wear. Mm, yeah. yeah, okay, work, yeah, 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 that could be. All those work be. shirts were a nightmare in the summer. I was going to say, maybe you got blackout drunk and were like, Robbing yourself on the floor? I don't no, know. I could see Pretending it. Pretending you're a slug? I could see what it. What do they play on It's Always Sunny? Oh, Salt the sl- Snail. Salt the Snail. <laughs> no, no, no. They play Earthworms at night, <laughs> oh, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that show's brilliant. I fucking love it. All right. Well, speaking of Philadelphia, I think we should... T- <laughs> Flip it over to Jordan and find out where we're heading in this week's episode. This week, we are not heading to Philadelphia. Mm. Where are we heading? We are heading to the great country of South Africa. On the dark continent. Is this not racist? Is it? It might be. I think it is. (laughs) I thought it was the dark continent still. No, I think it's like the motherland. No, look up newsreel footage. <laughs> I guarantee it was called the Dark Continent. <laughs> it sounds bad. It, yeah, just it sounds bad because of the implications. <laughs> Maybe we should just cut this part. No, we're keeping this. <laughs> uh, Listen, Adam's the only one who's taking heat for yeah, it. Yeah, this is fine with me. All right. uh, so we're heading to South Africa. Mm, that's the Philadelphia, <laughs> Philadelphia of Africa. Correct. I've heard. Correct. Yeah, totally. And we're going to learn about the Rocky of South Africa. Are we? Yeah, right? Yeah, close enough. (laughs) All right, let's go. All right, today we are going to be covering Moses Sitoli, the man who carried out the ABC murders. Mm, Okay. Okay. I know my alphabet. I'm ready. I think that's about as much of it as you know, Cody. (laughs) We've heard you read. Damn. Fucking roast mode over Damn. here. Fuck. He gets an iced coffee and thinks he's a fucking <laughs> edgy boy. Now he's a lunatic. <laughs> Moses Sitoli was born in Vosluris, a black residential area just south of Bulksburg, in 1964. Prime apartheid time? Yes. Okay. Hmm. I believe. Would, uh, I'm not super familiar with the time frame of apartheid. Would have Mandela been in charge? Um... I don't think at this point, but he is at the end of the story. Okay. All right. When he was a child, his father died. Later in his motherhood... Whoops. <laughs> Later in his childhood, his mother abandoned him and his four siblings at a police station. Before she did this, though, she instructed them to never tell the officers that she was their mother. They were interned in an orphanage of Benoni and later transferred to KwaZulu-Natal. Um, I'm getting the impression already that doesn't sound like a nice place. You know, I'm going to say probably not. I feel like you cannot drop children off at the police station. Oh, yeah. There's a no-questions-asked policy at fire stations here. Is there really? Yeah, you can drop a baby off. Hmm. You can surrender your child at a fire station. Hmm. Hmm. Well... Much to Cody's guess, Sitoli ran away after three years claiming mistreatment and went to live with his older brother, Patrick. After an unspecified time, Patrick moved to Venda and Sitoli sold their house without permission. Okay. Nice guy. Yeah. Real, real upstanding citizen. Moses and Patrick. These are pretty Christian names. Yeah. Is Patrick a uh, saint? Yeah. Yes. Yes, you Cody, fucking idiot. you're Catholic. Or and we're raised. You should know this. <laughs> and it was like three days ago. I didn't celebrate it. Yeah, me neither. Afterwards, Satoli had a number of menial jobs in farms and gold mines surrounding Johannesburg. He liked to help street children and returned many runaways to their parents. Please call them urchins, if you would. <laughs> street urchins from now on, if they Is show up. Is that the politically okay. correct term? Yes, yes. I've eaten urchin one time. It's very strange. Ur- it's you like eating it? You the like, little black things? You, like, cut them open, and then you eat the eggs out of them. Ewy. Yeah, and it's, like, yellow, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Was it good? I don't know. I don't think so. Do you like oyster? Yeah. Well... Yeah. I like oyster. I like cook oyster more than yeah, raw oyster. I mean, oyster's Rockefeller is fucking dank. What does that mean? 
It's oysters on the half shell, but they're broiled with a shitload of, like, it's basically just spinach dip and cheese on top. Okay. I always feel like when I'm sucking an oyster down, it'd be like swallowing a cold load in your mouth. Yeah. Like, if you if you gave Dr. Freeze a blowjob, that's probably what it would taste like. Sure. Sure. <laughs> sure. Or just Mr. Freeze. Mr. I call him Freeze. Doc. Yeah. He's got to earn his doctorate before I'm giving yeah. him that title. So, he was also considered charming and a ladies' man, oh. which would explain why he was sexually precocious. Precocious. I'm precautious. Back off. <laughs> Stay away from my penis, women. Back off. <laughs> that would explain why he was sexually precocious from an early age. Hell yeah. But his relationships were always short-lived. Some have surmised that his mother's abandonment of her children mm. might have played a role in his aggressive attitudes toward women. That's how you hate them. Yeah. yeah. That's how you end up hating people, is when you're the person you trust and love abandons you. Mm-hmm. And he also reportedly told some of his rape victims about his bad experiences at the hands of a previous girlfriend. So, okay, so his relationships here, was he, they were consensual, or you're speaking later in life as rape victims? Uh, we're speaking consensual, but his rape victims as later. well. Later, okay. Spoiler alert, have said that he, <laughs> like, that he mentioned the reason he was doing it was because of an ex. Well, that's not very sexually precautious of him. <laughs> you know what I found out also? As I was uh, researching abuse, mm. most of the time when it's a narcissistic abuser, they will always bring up the fact that it was an ex that like ruined them and fucked them over. It's and never all that their stuff. fault. Exactly. It's always somebody yeah, else's. Exactly. Right? That's a, that's really smart, actually. Very smart. It makes a lot of sense. Deflect the blame. Narcissistic abusers are very dangerous, and they're not always violent. Mm. So are you labeling this guy already a narcissist, potentially? Okay. Well, yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. Mr. Shit. <laughs> Mr. fucking excuses. Now, Satoli had been described as a handsome and charming man, which, in the pictures I saw of him, he's actually a decent-looking dude. Hmm. Like, he's got a very nice face. Does he have kissable lips? Yes. Okay. Does he have eatable eyebrows? <laughs> yes. Awesome. No further questions. <laughs> and most of his victims were enticed to their assaults, and often deaths, in broad daylight with promises of employment opportunities that would never materialize. Uh, okay. His social ease and intelligent demeanor made the string of brutal assaults even more chilling. He was eventually charged with 38 murders <coughs> and 40 rapes. Yo, Holy is fuck. this a record breaker on this show? <laughs> I think so. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. If we don't count Bathory, I guess. <laughs> well, we don't know how much of that's yeah. true. Yeah. And a significant number of his victims were actually never identified. Jesus. So, I'm guessing if he's luring people by the promise of jobs, that means the country's probably in quite bad shape where people are desperate for funds, correct? Oh, I'd imagine so. That sounds correct. Okay. I'm just curious. I I don't know (laughs) 1960s South Africa, but I'm going to... Gonna assume that's probably the case. Please pronounce yeah. it correctly from now on. Mm. Sade freaky. <laughs> yes. Sade freaky. I'm gonna be struggling with that one. International rock and roll band Seether is gonna come and just beat the shit out of you for saying Are they from that. South Africa? They're from Sade freaky. Sade freaky. <laughs> don't even lie. I'm guaranteed you've listened to Seether plenty of times. Oh, well, yeah. I don't even. What's one of their songs, real quick? Cut my life in. No, that's my first. Okay, Pearl Jam. I think that was Nickelback, but okay. Listen, all those like radio butt rock bands sound the same. Look at this fucking guy. You ain't got nothing of my band, bro. I hate to say it, but he's absolutely right. That is not (laughs) any kind of a statement about my band. (laughs) Do you guys think Anthrax should be in the big four? (laughs) Yes. No. No. Pantera. Why would you... Pantera's even... not thrash. Yeah, I know. But they were? No, they were a hair metal band. But I, Anthrax sucks. Actually, literally, did you see my uh, Instagram thing about you? 
probably didn't. But I was, uh, I was oh yeah, I was just reading last night, and I had like eighties metal something playing. Yeah, and the dude's just like thrusting yeah. in shit. The, that was Eddie or David or Eddie Van Roth or what's David <laughs> Lee Roth. David know. Lee Roth anyway, or Eddie Van Halen. He, Dimebag he, Dave. He looked like a fucking Vegas cowboy in the video, yeah, but yeah. Uh, dude. He, but they Diamond were Dave is the fucking man. They were playing uh, Anthrax on there. It's funny you bring that up because they played that Anthrax Public Enemy one. Mm. And then I seen like Flavor Flav before he looks like a crackhead. Uh, say it right. Flavor Flav. Flavor Flav. South Africa. His, his TV show had to be one of the trashiest ones. Flavor of it. Love? Yes. No. Oh. What about Brett Michaelsville? Rock of Love. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. We don't know. But we're going to go back to South Africa right now. <laughs> Say it right. South Africa. <laughs> so, it is not known when Satoli raped his first victim, but his first recorded incidents of rape occurred in September 1987, involving 29-year-old Patricia Kumalo. The following year, in the midst of his crimes... Satoli began a relationship with a 17-year-old girl in Boksburg, Sibnagail, Nikosi. <laughs> I think he nailed it. I fucking hope so. I think I've been cursed. <laughs> <laughs> he put a hex on you. <laughs> and this 17-year-old he started a relationship with, I'm about to blow your minds, mm. he mistreated her. Oh, okay. I don't believe you. Shocking. So how old would he be at this point, do you know? Uh, he was born in 64, so he would be 23. Okay. 23, right. 17, 64. Uh, I don't like it. 87, <laughs> I don't like it. That's too old. Is it? Yeah, probably. That's your date of birth, ain't it? No, 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 no. 1990, baby. Mm, mm, right. 88, son. Mm, oh, okay. Careful. <laughs> oh, Jesus, Jordan. Careful, Nazi. <laughs> <laughs> In February 1989, he raped Buyiswa Swakamisa hmm. and threatened her with a panga, a South African machete. Hmm. Months after, Swakamisa saw Satoli standing outside her new workplace and called the police. In a very, quote, unprofessional move, officers forced <laughs> Satoli and Swakamisa to share the back seat of a police car as they drove them over to what the, the station. <laughs> they couldn't get two cars on the scene? Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and say, yeah, that's very unprofessional. Oh, yeah. I don't think you're supposed to put the no. victim and the fucking accused in the same vehicle. Yeah. During the trip, Satoli kept cursing at Swakamisa and saying that he should have killed her. Great. Satoli was sentenced to six years in prison. Wow. Just for threatening to kill her? Uh, no, so this was... If you remember back, the first recorded incidents of rape. Oh, okay. Well, good. So, while he was still incarcerated, he met a woman named Martha. Martha, what are you doing? It took me a while to figure out how to say that one. <laughs> Martha Stewart? Sweet God, Martha. I hope so. Who was visiting a relative in prison, and they began writing letters to each other. Well, that's cute. Eventually, Satoli was released in 1993 for good behavior, and he moved to Pretoria <laughs> with Martha and her parents. Wait, Honey, 90, I'm home. <laughs> 93, isn't that when he was supposed to get out? He got sentenced in 87? Yeah, what the hell information? Well, maybe that's just what they call it. Like, maybe it was six years. Maybe he was sentenced to more and got out after six. Yeah. In July 1994... Well, Martha was five months pregnant with Satoli's Come daughter. On, don't say it. Satoli lured 18-year-old Maria Manama to Cleveland. Ohio? Not Ohio. No, I think it's Ohio. <laughs> I'm a big Browns fan. Come watch a game. You ever heard of this Johnny Menzel guy? He's paired enough. Who would have been the... I wonder who would have been one of the 19 Browns quarterbacks in 1994. Yeah. I couldn't tell you. <laughs> His bait, like in all the following murders, was a desk job at a foundation named Youth Against Human Abuse, which is kind of nice because it has a little bit of a rhyme in there. Wait, wait, that's where he preyed on? No, that's the job he promised them to okay. bait them. Okay, so he was a sadistic fuck. Yes. Hmm. Okay. And strangely enough, Youth Against Human Abuse did not exist. Yeah. 
But he sure did abuse humans. Yes, he did. <laughs> After raping and strangling oh, yeah. Monama with his own hands, Satoli wrote these three messages on her skin. She a beach. <laughs> yes, beach, like sand. Okay. Pretty sure he was going for bitch. I think so. I am no fighting with you, please. And we must stay here for as long as you don't understand. So I think I figured out why he misspelled that. He looked at the coffee cup that says "Life's a Beach," and then mm-hmm. he, he oh. put it on there. He thought that was he didn't oh. he didn't get the uh, gotcha. He See, didn't get I think, it. I think you nailed it, Cody. <laughs> I thought he looked up Mad Libs on the internet and then just scrawled them into her skin or something. I am no fighting with you, please. What that sounds hell? like he didn't know what a verb was. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, verbs are overrated anyway. Yeah, fuck it. It is believed that these messages were directed to law enforcement and that for each time he killed, Satoli imagined that he was taking his revenge on Swakamisa for reporting him. Jesus. And it looks like he learned a valuable lesson after his prison stay that he has now put into action that a victim left alive... We'll report you. That's the, I mean, that's usually, I feel like, the M.O. of rapists when they get caught, then they just start killing. So. Yeah. But, so, I don't even, how would the police even decipher this? Like, we must stay here for as long as you don't understand? I don't know. Yeah, I have no idea. <laughs> I don't know. It's like a fucking Edgar Allan Like, I think he, here. well, he obviously has at least a few screws loose. I think, think you, I'm, I think few? we're, I think we few. might be looking upwards of a dozen screws <laughs> loose. <laughs> it's interesting though. He shifted his blame from his mother to the, his other girlfriend. Yep. Hey, just blame, keep blaming everyone. Mm. Keep blaming, blame, blame, blame. Never yourself though. Exactly. Now, shortly after his first known murder out of jail, four women had been found strangled in Cleveland a fifth in Pretoria, and a sixth in Bokesburg. So, do you know, uh, was this kind of like in rapid succession? Uh, yes. Oh, wow. So, fun fact, all of his murders and... I don't pr- think this is going to be fun. <laughs> pretty much all of his rapes, except for, like, the one before that uh, that Swakamisa reported him for, happened in the span of a year. Wow. Shit. So I'm guessing the South African Police Department's probably not doing the best job right now. Shockingly enough, no. <laughs> like their federal police is probably yeah. not up to task. <laughs> now, one of these strangled women that was found was actually Sitoli's mistress, Amanda Thetty, whose funeral was attended oh. by Sitoli. Okay, that is sadistic as fuck. Uh. Holy shit. However... The police arrested a different man, David Selipi, after he was recorded by an ATM's video withdrawing money using Fetty's credit card. What the? How, how the hell did he get it? Unlucky credit card thief, it sounds like. Selipi was later shot by police after Fuck. pulling a gun and firing at them while purportedly leading officers to the site of Fetty's murder, and the case was considered closed. Wait, oh, he he, pull, he pulled a gun and aimed it at them? Yeah, so this Celebi guy was <clears throat> showing the cops where Fetty's murder site was, and he pulled a gun out, and then the cops subsequently shot and killed him, and, oh, case closed. Hmm, well, um, not very smart to pull your gun out in front of cops, but... Oh, really? You don't think you should engage in active <laughs> firefight with the police? What if he accidentally is just trying to grab, like, his directions from Wap? Quest and he actually pull out his gun. Yeah, he's yeah. like, shit! This he's like, let me look at my directions. I didn't write him on this, god damn it. Oh no, now I accidentally pulled the trigger in the direction of the police. <laughs> hold on, I wrote the directions on the side of my barrel. <laughs> Officer, don't, just hold on a sec. I gotta empty the clip first. <laughs> this is the only way I can get it to stay open. <laughs> now, jump into December 5th, 1994. I'm there. Satoli's daughter was born. Hmm. But just a, just a few short months after that, Satoli and Martha separated. Oh. Amicably? So, uh, they did not say... I'm going to say probably not. Yeah, I don't I'm gonna think I'm going to say so. it was more from Martha wanting to do this. <laughs> yeah, I hope so. Just a hunch. Satoli became homeless and slept in train stations. From then on, more women were found murdered at an increasing pace in Pretoria, mostly in the Adderidgeville area. And Bokesburg, always not far from a railway. Mm. 
The police stated that they still believed Celebi, even though he's dead, was the Cleveland killer, <laughs> but that they couldn't rule out a connection to the new murders. What is he get coming out of the grave and killing people? What yes. the hell? This poor son of a bitch. Listen, real genius cops at work here. No, no, you're not kidding. <laughs> Someone go check his grave. Make sure there's no fresh dirt over there. <laughs> When newspapers became aware of the similarities in the killings of each victim, police were forced to admit that a serial killer might be operating in the area. So the press is a better cop than the police are. Yep. Okay, alright. The press dubbed the spree the ABC Murders, after the initials of Adridgeville, Bokesburg, and Cleveland. Wow. How serendipitous is that? Can you say it like a cheerleader? At Ridgeville, Bucksburg, and Cleveland. No, no, no. <laughs> Give me an A. Ashburg. <laughs> Give me a B. Bucksburg. <laughs> Give me a C. Cleveland. <laughs> what does that say? ABC C murders. murders. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it, Cody. <laughs> You're such a cutie. All right. <laughs> and with that, they wondered if they were committed by the same killer. Thus rendering Celipe innocent. No, nope, I got money on Celipe. Sorry. I think he's still doing it. <laughs> yeah. Bring him in for questioning. Dig his body. I bring him in. I want to talk to him. On September 16th, 1995, Never a body <laughs> was discovered at the Van Dyke Mine near Bokesburg. A woman's? Yes. Oh, sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> Keep going. Sorry. <laughs> Further investigation revealed mass graves. Forensic experts recovered 10 bodies including the two-year-old son of one of the victims, in varying degrees of composition over the next 48 hours. Investigators were certain that the Bokesburg bodies were linked with the victims at Adderidgeville. Media attention was intense throughout the recovery operation, and even President Nelson Mandela visited the scene of the grisly discoverers. Wow. Okay. He didn't need to see that. I, I don't think so. That peace-loving man. <laughs> yeah. Gee, so, so all the bodies were inside the mine or just around it? Uh, so none of them were in the mine. They were all in a mass grave near it. Ugh. Except for How the first no one that they found, but the mass grave was, like, right next How to it. How did nobody, like, notice fresh dirt over there? Hey, it's a it, mine, It's a man. mine. They're moving dirt all day. Okay. What are you going to do? You ever been to a mine? Yeah, I got black lung. You got the black lung? <laughs> did they use you as the canary? <laughs> I mean, it's probably the only thing he's useful <laughs> he's for. He's a canary in the coal Send mine. Send me in. I want to see if these are appropriate <laughs> levels of gas. <laughs> chirp, chirp, chirp. <laughs> now, South Africa's first profiler, Mickey Pistorius, not related to that one Olympian oh. who killed his oh. girlfriend. Can you say it right? Mickey Pistorius. Mm. But yes, I did look that up. No, the Blade Runner. Yeah. Listen to Creepin' Reels episode on ah. episodes on Mr. Pistorio. Yep, so no relation there, but she was assigned to the case. She determined that the Cleveland murders were perpetrated by two different killers, one of whom was also the one responsible for the more recent Pretoria, Adderidgeville, mm. and Bokesburg murders. Because there was still fear about a false accusation against Celepi, Pistorius <laughs> Celipi. Pistorius invited retired FBI profiler <laughs> Robert Ressler to check the evidence Robert and Ressler. revise He's, her profile. He is a big dick in the uh, serial killer world. Is he? Yep. Oh, yeah. Him and uh, John. <clears throat> yeah, I think of his fucking name now. Vignaki. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the creator of. Silakis. <laughs> the creator of Spatzel. Um, <laughs> so. So Mickey here, she's like, okay, we got two killers. Clearly, one's Sleppy, and the other one is on on the loose. It's like scream, but with a dead guy. Stuff. Yeah. <laughs> this is where Wes Craven got his idea. <laughs> Wrestler spent a week in South Africa and largely supported the conclusions of Pistorius, including her prediction that the killer would contact the media. Meanwhile. The hysteria about the murders had reached such levels that then-President Nelson Mandela made a public appearance on TV to ask viewers for their cooperation. I, here's what Re here's what Wrestler did. He walked up to her. He's like, 
what's up with that football without pads where a bunch of grown men are hugging each other? <laughs> Sir, that's rugby? No, no, that's weird. That's dumb football. <laughs> no, I'm just going. <laughs> where the fuck did that come from? I just imagine Mr. Wrestler is very confused by what rugby was. And he had to get to the bottom of it yeah. before he could profile this case any further? So you wanted me to profile this weird sport you guys play? Yeah. I don't get it. Why are they Why are they hugging? I don't know. They do hug. Listen, Cody, I applaud your bravery on going for that. You know what? I didn't hear you make... This is a dark story, so we got to make jokes somewhere, right? That is true. This yeah. is... This is usually your episodes are like fun and joyous, and I'm feeling very I know, gross I, I right now. I know. I wanted to surprise everyone with <laughs> yeah. a uh, grotesque. Adam had two weeks of bastard. disgusting guys, and then yeah. you have a third week of disgusting guys. I love it. We're in the gutter now, boys. <laughs> On October third, nineteen ninety-five, Satoli called the Guateng newspaper the Star, saying that his name was Joseph Magwana. And that he was the man that is so highly wanted. Mm, just like you. He then gave them a lengthy interview in which he claimed responsibility for almost all the murders. Oh. But denied any part in the ones committed in Cleveland. See, those were Celepi. Those yes. were Celepi. Mm. He also insisted that he was not responsible for the death of two-year-old Sibusiso and Langamandla and his mother. He claimed that he loved children. Satoli said that he hated women because he had been imprisoned after one falsely accused him of rape. There we go. I think it came before that. Now, it's... And I'm going to say probably not falsely, given what you're up to. You know what's ironic about this? Uh, You guys have probably heard of Arthur Shawcross. Mm Mm-hmm. Remember, he he Mm -hmm. murdered all the uh, sex workers. Yep. Now, he murdered, I think, two children... And he, like, refuses to talk about it. So maybe this is the same thing. Yeah. Where he did it, but he's just, like, trying to... Or maybe David Salami killed the kid. He could have, too. I wonder if they just got too Mm. carried away, you know? And Mm -hmm. then they really feel bad about it afterwards. Mm. It's like a weird morale code that they have in their head. Yeah, that's like the Iceman. Like, his one rule is no kids. Yep. Yep. To prove that he really was the killer, he finished the interview with some clues about the location of an undiscovered victim. Meanwhile, the police learned that all of the identified victims went missing after being offered a job by a man. Mm -hmm. They checked a phone number that many had called before their disappearance, which belonged to Satoli's sister. After realizing that Satoli's history matched details given in the interview of Maguena, it was announced that Satoli was wanted for the murders, and his image was released to the press. Uh-oh. Listen, if you're going to set up a <laughs> fake charity job, help helping job, don't mm. give it and use it as a front for your murders and rapes. Yeah. Don't set it up for your sister's landline. I was landline. just thinking, uh, Jordan would have been dead really fast by this man. Oh, definitely. <laughs> the promise of a new job, he'd be dead in a second. The way yeah, Jordan probably. changes careers, he'd be fooked. <laughs> Can you imagine getting a call from him and be like, dude, this guy just walked up to me on the street and he said, I got this awesome career. I can make hundred grand my first fucking year, man. <laughs> His name's Satoli. The power's in my hand. Mm-hmm. I'm like, all right, Jordan, go for it. Let's go, baby. <laughs> After he found out that he was the one wanted for the murders, Satoli contacted his brother-in-law and told him that he needed a gun to protect himself. Mm, Okay. They agreed to meet at a factory where the brother-in-law worked in Benoni, and the man immediately informed the police. Perfect. Yay. Someone's actually doing something right. (laughs) Normally, the people are just like, oh, yeah, okay, your family, whatever. I'll get you that gun, buddy. The police planted an undercover officer, Francis Molovedzi, who posed as a new security guard. When Satoli arrived, he asked for his brother-in-law. The other security guards, who were unaware of the operation, told Molovedzi to get him. Molovedzi refused to leave his post because he didn't want to lose his sight of Satoli. Mm-hmm. Smart. Suspicious. Satoli fled, and Molovedzi chased him into an alleyway. Molovedzi identified himself as a police officer and fired two warning shots, but Satoli attacked him with an axe. And you what? know what they always okay. say, 
Be sure to bring an axe to a fucking <laughs> gunfight. They were on foot, right? Like, yeah. just didn't turn into a car chase, right? Yeah, they were on foot. How so did he, he not- was just rolling with an axe? <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> All right, man. He, he wound up injuring Molovedzi in his hand. Uh, okay. 21 in- foot rule, man. <laughs> yep. I guess that works with axes, too. I mean, I'd imagine, like, an axe, I feel, would be a little bit of an exception, because you got to have time to, like wind up and swing where a knife and you just <laughs> yes but hey whatever hey if you're proficient with battle axe go for it <laughs> yeah <laughs> what is he fucking gimli he's proficient <laughs> with two-handed weapons <laughs> specialty in battle axe <laughs> in return mullavedzi shot him in the leg and the stomach which left a badass scar <sighs> which the picture i referenced you can see the scar in his stomach it's fucking okay. tight Ugh. Satoli was then arrested and rushed to a hospital, where he was in critical condition for two days. After his discovery, he refused to make a statement until he was visited by a female officer. Okay. Satoli then claimed to have committed over ten murders and described several in detail while he cranked a quick round out. No. Yes. <laughs> he had to jerk it in front of the bus. Yep. All right. <sighs> why wasn't he restrained? <laughs> like, why wasn't he handcuffed to the bed? Because I'm sure there was plenty of cops there that could have prevented anything from happening. He might have an axe hiding somewhere. <laughs> That's true. It's not an IV needle he's got. It's an IV axe. <laughs> so... By the time Satoli's trial began on October 21st, 1996, so it took a while for them to actually get the trial going and shit, damn near a year. Investigation, all that stuff. Mounting evidence saw the total charges against him increase to the aforementioned 38 counts of murder and 40 counts of rape. Then, just for fun, throw in six counts of robbery. Perfect. I'll take it. Anything you can heap on this, fuck, I'll yep. do it. <clears throat> and now, to everybody's surprise, initially, he pled not guilty. Mm. To all charges. Mm. <laughs> okay. What made him change his mind? Well, well, I don't know. He wouldn't even take credit for one robbery. Huh? I know, that's kind of what I was thinking. Like, <laughs> dude, just take one robbery, it might work out for you. But, building a chronological picture of his crimes... The prosecution introduced harrowing testimony from his earliest rape victims, detailing their ordeals at the hands of Satoli before his first conviction for rape. A detailed examination of his connection with each of the murdered victims, with testimony about the alleged job offers, and the specific technique used to lure his victims to their death, Satoli appeared cool and collected throughout. So, the, so like you said, some of the bodies they literally never found, but they're still charging them with them? No, so they found all of the bodies okay, eventually. It's okay. just some of them have not been able to identified. be identified. Okay, yep. all right. I was going to say, if they're charging them with people they don't even have any sort of yeah. link. Yeah, but... no. Yeah, no. <laughs> no, no, no. You, they cannot do that, Cody. <laughs> that would be unbelievable. <laughs> They're just making up I would also be impressed if it happened. <laughs> Listen, we think he killed another one. We haven't found a body or any evidence. Oh, fuck it, tack it on. <laughs> okay, do you know if Mr... What was the, the frame guy's name again? Uh, Satellini? What's his name? David Celepi. Celepi. So did... did Celepi take the stand against him at all? Or? Probably. Did they, um, what? <laughs> Just uh, put we his never, Your Honor, <laughs> I call to the stand old Davy Salami. You gotta play the Seether song and he'll wake up and do whatever you want. <laughs> <laughs> On December 3rd, 1996, the prosecution introduced a video that had been shot during Satoli's initial incarceration in which Satoli candidly admitted to 29 murders. He describes his technique in some detail, which was basically after he raped them, he would wind up strangling them after restraining them, like tying their hands and legs with their undergarments. Okay. So Mm. a little more insult to injury to the victims on his part. God This guy is a sick fuck. Although he claims that he began killing only in July 1995, selecting his victims for their resemblance to his first rape victim, Buisyama, or sorry, Buiswa Swakamisa, 
who he regarded as responsible for his first jail sentence. Right. So I think he's responsible for that, but hey, tomato, tomato. I don't think that's a tomato, tomato situation, no, Jordan. Why not? No, Cody, what were you going to say before that? Oh, I was going to ask if, um, did you see any of the pictures of the ladies? Did they look similar? I did not. Mm. Okay. The legality of the admissibility of this tape, recorded illegally in a jail cell, though, caused the trial to be delayed until January 29th, 1997, and the technical issues relating to it, as well as Satoli's original confession, caused the trial to drag on until July 29th, 1997, when the judge finally ruled that the evidence was admissible. Mm. The prosecution rested its case on August 15th, 1997. The defense case depended largely on Satoli's denial of any involvement in the killings when he took the witness box. But his testimony was often rambling and incoherent. (laughs) (laughs) Was he jerking off as he was offering testimony as well? Honestly, he probably was. (laughs) I would imagine he was probably securely handcuffed. Yeah. Maybe, I don't know. So how long did this trial take from start to finish? Uh, a little more than a year. Fuck. So, on December 4th, 1997, because I believe it started in October of 96. Yeah, okay. He was found guilty on all charges. Good. It took three hours to read the (laughs) verdict, which I can see that because you have to read off every single (laughs) charge. With the consequence that sentencing had to be postponed until the next day. Of course. Can you imagine if they did trials like uh, they did in Japan where they have to do each one one by one? Jesus, that would have looked like four years to get him. He would never, he would die of natural causes well before they got done sentencing him. Yep. Well, that's basically what happened. They had to be like, oh, in the murder of this person, you're found guilty. In the murder of this person, you're found guilty. The next morning, the judge made a statement that in view of the abhorrent nature of the crimes, he would have had no hesitation in pronouncing a death sentence on Satoli. However, since the death penalty in South Africa had been declared unconstitutional in 1995, which I believe was the end of apartheid. 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 (laughs) I always get it wrong. (laughs) Satoli was instead sentenced to 2,410 years in prison. I think he's going to make it. With no possibility of parole for at least 930 years. So you're telling me there's a chance. <laughs> we'll reassess in a thousand years, but uh, don't get your hopes up. Clearly, the sentence was meant to keep Satoli behind bars for the rest of his life. <laughs> you think? I mean, that one threw me for a loop when they threw that in there. Satoli, though, is still currently serving his sentence in the C-Max section of Pretoria Central Prison, the highest security block in all of South Africa. That's probably that 23 hours a day in the cell thing. Yeah. So, wow, he's still alive. He'd probably be, what, like 60? No, he would be 55. Hmm. Turned 55 this year. Well, I mean... Like, he's younger than my dad. He's gonna rot in the fucking jail, that's for sure. Yep. I'm kind of surprised they abolished the death penalty, but, uh... Inside every gig? <laughs> I guess, yeah, if you want to say it like that. But, uh, yeah, this guy is, uh, fucked up, Jordan. Yeah. Very he, fucked up. I was looking through, and I was just, like, looking for, you know, more of the lesser-known serial killers to mm, do something on. Of course. Because, like you said, like, all of my stuff has kind of been more on the fun side. Mm. I was like, all right, I'm just going to bring something like, oh, fuck this dude Yeah, you this certainly, week. You certainly didn't leave much room for yuck yucks. <laughs> no. So, uh, how'd you stumble upon this guy? I was just, I kind of took inspiration, like, from Adam's last two in Asia, and I was like, all mm. right, I want to see, like, about African serial killers. Mm. Keep the international vibe going, Hell and yeah. then... <laughs> This dude was the first one that popped up, and I was like, all right, let's just see what's going on. And I just clicked one link, and it was just a quick description. It's like, uh, guilty of 38 murders and 40 rapes. I'm like, well, let's go with this. Jesus. Let's run it. 
Well, you certainly, I guess technically he was right that March might have been our international extremely disgusting serial killers <laughs> month. Um, and next month will be April technically, so we can move on from it. We can be happy next month. <laughs> Jesus. I think we racked up quite a body count this yeah. month. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's see. There Not quite a hundred, but. The Futon King's entire family. Yeah, this guy it would have been better maybe if he had a futon or something instead yeah, of just yeah. a, instead uh, of sleeping at a like train station. Certainly, this is uh, yeah, this guy's fucked up. That's really fucked up. I feel like I've heard of him before. I might actually look up a picture of him to see him see if I've ever seen him before. But uh, I know I've heard of the ABC murders before. Yeah. But for some reason, I thought they were in America. Yeah, but uh, just because of the Jackson Five song, really. <laughs> And I will say, this one was kind of a pain in the ass to research. Yeah. Because there's not a ton of, like, super in-depth detail out there. Sure. And, dude, I had to just read so many different things. Like, it, there wasn't just, like, one space that had a nice collection of knowledge. It was like, oh, here, 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 here. Like, well, if that uh, was the case, everybody would have done an episode on it. Well, you got to remember, too, uh, a lot of the ones that have a lot of information are because usually the killer is telling the story, and yeah. this guy clearly did not want to talk about anything. Yeah, sure. Unless uh, he was jerking. <laughs> yeah, true. But I still cannot wrap my head around why they would let him do that. Well, how Dude. if that's the if that's how you're going to get the information? Yeah, I don't, I don't think in America they would let that fly. I don't know, Maybe man. I'd... Put a serial killer behind bars, they might and mm. get closure for like thirty people's families yeah. or some people. Well, however many yeah. they identified. identified, I think it was something like there's twenty unidentified victims. Still, wow. so Yuck-a-pucka. so did um, Jordan. In your mind, do you obviously he killed the ladies? Do you believe he killed the children as well? Uh, the one child, yeah, I honestly Definitely. think he did. The two-year-old son, yeah. Mm, okay. I mean, well, how, why else? Yeah. It was one of his victims, anyways. So why wouldn't he have done that yeah. and put it in the same mass grave as right. its mother? Yep. Right. I I don't know. Just weird. That would be an unbelievable coincidence. Yeah, and just with how sick this dude is, like, why wouldn't he? Yeah. Like, well, just insane. Jordan, thanks for grossing us all out. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> you You're ruined our Saturday. You're really a scumbag. You really <laughs> killed, killed everything. No, Jordan, that was great. Thank you. Um, before we move on, I want to do a little announcement for next week, if that's all right with you, Adam. Well, you're really killing me here, Cody, but yes, go for <laughs> anyway, it, Anyway, so next week we got a big surprise going because we are finally doing our collaboration episode with Creeper Real. Ew. <laughs> Girls. They got cooties. Yeah. <laughs> now, what you're going to want to do is Ashley claims they're going to release it on Friday. So you will... I'd recommend subscribing to them now so when Friday comes out, you can listen to part one. Can you say the date, Friday... Um, I think it's the 5th. It is the 5th. F- Friday, April 5th, they will be releasing part one of the story. And then on that Sunday, the 7th, we will be releasing part two. So you will have a nice big story about uh, what we're going to talk about. We're not going to reveal that now, obviously, but it's going to be really fun hearing two different perspectives on one giant story. So That's I'm right. looking forward For to it. For good, seriously informed yeah, the good, seriously <laughs> informed version or part of it, listen to Creep It Real. Mm. For slightly less informed, listen to us, because we're idiots. And I can promise you one thing. Next week, it's going to be extremely fun, and because I already have everything ready to go, it's going to be very long, too. So, And I Beautiful. think you guys are ready for that. All All right. Right. It's going to be hour and a half, two hours, somewhere in there. But it's going to be really fun, I promise. I'm always stoked for the longies. Mm-hmm. And I and think a the lot people of, are, too. a lot of accents, too. So oh, fuck yes. Lots of them. So I can't wait for that. So, yeah, definitely check out their part one. Then you can come check out our part two. We'll obviously be posting this on Instagram and stuff throughout the week. You know we will. So. Thank you. Thank you. Good job. Nice Thank job. You. Uh, if you want to tell us how much of a scumbag Jordan is, you can do so at bumblebuttpodcast at gmail.com. What's that, Adam? Bumblebuttpodcast at gmail.com. As always, follow us on Twitter at bumblebuttpod and Instagram and Facebook at bumblebuttpodcast. Instagram being our main focus. We also have personal Instagrams. Hmm. Mine is at bumbleadam. Jordan's is at j.j.fox. Oh, yeah. 
And Cody's is at Bumblebutt Podcast. Right. Uh, and now it's time for the most important part of the show, at least if you ask Cody. And that is the iTunes review. <laughs> All right, Adam and Jordan. We did get one review. It is a five-star non-written, so we don't know who to thank. But thank you for doing that for us. Definitely. Yeah. And Whoever if- uh, listened to our plea at the end of last week's <laughs> episode, thank you. You saved us. You know what? That was so fucking dark. I was debating if I even wanted to put that in there, but Adam called you a piece of shit, so I said, you know what, that's fine. Yeah, <laughs> throw it in. Listen, all right, thanks a lot, guys. I want you to thank you very much, and I want to thank myself for showing up today. Hmm. I want to thank myself for all my hard work. Hmm. I want to thank myself for how goddamn good You've looking I am. It. Oh, yeah. And... I would want to thank Cody. Thank you, Cody. Thank you, Adam. And thank you, Jordan. Thank you, Adam. All right, everybody. Have a nice weekend. Unless it's Tuesday. Swiggity-swooty. Moses is coming for that booty.